0: Man, we're gonna have a lot of fun tonight in Vancouver, all my real fans.
1: Yo, 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 yo. Vancouver, Surrey, Langley, wherever you are. You're Canucks, it's your city. Your team just just won game five. This is Sippin' on a 40, Kyle Bound talking to you, Nick Bondi with me as well. And and we got to start off with Nick. I've never seen him more stressed out in my life. He hasn't really even spoken much after that win. What, what's going on with you right now?
0: Oh, man, I, I, I just needed a, f- a few minutes to calm down. My heart was going a million miles an hour. I'm just sitting there. I'm just, you know, have, have my hands over over my mouth like that, just stressing out for that entire <laughs> Two and a half, three minutes when you just know the Canucks are going to sit back, try and nurse this 4-3 lead. It was, it was nervous, man. And, and, yeah, I needed a few minutes just to, t- like, compose myself and just kind of get in the right headspace. When, when for was the podcast. last time,
1: uh, you watch a lot of sports, and I know your uh, your fandom goes to Europe in soccer. When was the last time you were that nervous for a game or for a finish?
0: To a game? Uh, I can't remember I can't remember it's been it's been a while it's
1: been a while right it's, it's been, been a while because this is our minute. team you know we could cheer for other teams and uh, I could you know love the Green Bay Packers and spend thousands of dollars on them every year but it's our team like this is our team the Vancouver Canucks yeah and uh it's nice. it feels different are, it feels different is, it, fe- it feels different but it feels the same we're just so far away from when it did feel like this you know we were watching. at least
0: at least five years and I don't remember being this nervous in 2015.
1: No, that's life, man. That's uh that's being being a fan. That's that's following your favorite team during during meaningful times. That's all we wanted on the network.
0: Meaningful Her. game. In at the beginning of the season, I remember we talked about it, you know, meaningful games down the stretch, meaningful games. That's all we want. And that's what we want. And we got it in August. We got it in August. Who would have yeah, thought back in yeah, October? Man, straight up. Straight we got up. meaningful playoff games
1: in late August Woo! pretty much. We got a meaningful game 5 win the city did and now they're up 3-2 in in and this game was was obviously really bizarre, and we'll get into it with our guest. Who's who's the guest? I don't know. You're going to have to find out. Stay tuned. Out. Stay, Stay tuned. tuned. And we'll get into the specifics of the game, but but the first thing that uh, I want to talk about with you, Nick Bondi, host of Power of the Towel, is it, Trevor Beggs. It's Trevor Beggs. Yes, the boss. And, are and we going to put the boss? I've said we, it before. Are we putting the boss on blast? I've said it before, and I, I'll say it again. Trevor sometimes is an idiot, and I just call my boss an idiot.
0: Woo! <gasps> All right, You're getting booed off the network. Okay,
1: I just did. But but I'm only doing this because he always has had this dream of seeing Demko in next year, next year, and they can afford to lose Markstrom. Now, I get it. I get it. Look at what Colorado's doing with who they have in net. There's other teams like that where they don't spend a lot of money. We saw what Columbus had in net. I I know they didn't go far, but we saw what Columbus had in net post-Bobrovsky. You don't need to spend money on... On quality goaltending, I guess, but but this team right here, where they're in, they're pretty much in cap hell, they're probably not going to find a player in Markstrom's range, a skater in Markstrom's range, which is like five to six million dollars, that will impact the team. Like Markstrom would, they have to keep Jacob Markstrom, especially because of how good Quinn Hughes and Elias patterson are right now, making you know, making what less than a million dollars. Yeah, the, r- rookie the minimum yeah and you know i think they got one year left on that
0: i, I think they're signing jacob Markstrom, and i think that's their main priority heading oh. into the off not to get too much into the offseason talk because we're gonna have months of offseason talk to you know wet our beak with because regular season is not probably starting until december this year right it's gonna be a it's gonna be a weird rest of 2020 in that aspect but yeah like you, you see how much this team relies on jacob marks so much they rely on him so much you see how many saves grade a great Beautiful saves, Who else desperation is doing that? saves. Demko's not doing that. No, I don't it, think just across the league, doing that. There
1: might be six to ha- seven goaltenders. A, it's a handful. It's a handful yeah, of goals a, you could do that a, for your you team. You got one of them. Exactly. You got one of uh, the I best think, uh, impactful players this, on your team right now. You got to keep him.
0: At this point, I think the Canucks are going to be trading draft picks to clear cap space to get a guy like Jacob Markstrom under co- contract, rather than let him just walk. Right. I think he's going to get signed. I think that's priority number one. For Jim Benning and that was probably so. Is Trevor an idiot? Well, I can see where he's coming from, Let's from the sense, on. like you said, there's Dude, a can cap. Can you see
1: cr- it? Come on, look no, Hey, hey
0: can, can you let me finish?
1: Yeah, finish, finish. Go ahead.
0: I can see where he's coming from, in the sense that you mentioned the cap crunch coming up, and it, the Canucks may not have a choice whether the sign. If he wants too much, what choice does the Canucks have? They have to think of re-signing Elias Petterson and Quinn Hughes in the future to solid deals that can help them build a team around them because as much as jacob markstrom is a priority and i think he's priority number one this offseason at least patterson and quinn use are the priority like the yeah. priority and we've seen and i know some you know of the player empowerment crowd might get mad at this but in a hard cap league like the nhl and in a league where the cap is not going to go up for the next two to three season it is so important to get these guys to team friendly deals and deals that you can build around and get solid pieces around what's been the main problem with toronto sure they have four ooh, really good ooh. forwards but they've got literally half their cap tied up in those four forwards, and it affects their death and we saw that against columbus i think that's obviously a priority but i think jacob Markstrom's gonna get signed and it's gonna be for like six six and a half million per season at this point and it's only worth and it's only going up it's only going up and look yeah demko's not making those saves and you mentioned teams like Colorado with Grubauer. Yeah, also, Colorado's got a pretty good defensive core and it's pretty deep. They've got not only, you know, McCarr, Gerard, guys, Gerard, Johnson, yeah.
1: Cole,
0: even yeah. Zadorov, yeah. who's like is effective in his limited role. They have guys like that and they, they have the defensive depth where they can get a good goalie, maybe a little bit above average, but still, you know, a solid goalie in there and he can do the job. The Canucks don't have that defensive depth. And you saw it tonight. The only solid defensive pairing the Canucks have right now, and I'm just, I'm saying this after the Hughes, sorry, the, the Alex Edler injury after the second pair, and hopefully he comes back, is Hughes and Tanev. That's like the one rock solid defensive pairing. If I if I And this is probably,
1: stats, you know, Tanev's... If I have the stats right, game, but most yeah, notable, Quinn Hughes
0: played... How much, take a guess how many minutes Quinn Hughes played tonight.
1: I would say 26 minutes.
0: Yeah, you're right. 26 yeah. minutes and 43 seconds. Can okay. have played 24, 34. That's by far the most out of anyone.
1: You know, it's not it's not fair when Travis Green puts uh, puts Quinn Hughes on for half the game because he arguably changed this whole game. It's either It was another or, great uh, game. It was, was another dominant Don't get me wrong. I we see that, you know, other players stepped up. Vertanis stepped up, mod stepped up. I don't even think Hughes got a point And uh, we gotta game. get the
0: Taylor Tot mod in a bit.
1: Taylor, yeah, we will get Oh dude, come on, we saving that for the end, bro. He gets the conclusion. Oh. <laughs> Tater Top Mog gets the conclusion of tonight's episode of Sipping on a Forty. Quinn Hughes, when it was three-one, he just found a way to have the puck more, and I don't know who you would compare him to in the game of soccer, but I just feel as if he changes the pace of the game. He just controls it, controls it. He slowed the whole game mm-hmm. on, game game on onwards after he started getting the puck puck more in the the midway point of the second period. It was just, it was just a change of pace and and the momentum changed and. Goal after goal after goal. Yeah,
0: if you want to make a soccer comparison, he's like a great midfielder that just sits back, deep lying playmaker, that just controls the game, spreads the ball around, and just kind of controls the pace that way. That's Quinn Hughes. And that's what quinn Hughes can do for the Vancouver Canucks. You give him the puck. How many there's just a couple of shifts and I like, think you know, I don't have the gifts in front of me. I don't have I have a timestamp. There's a couple times he's just spinning around the zone, yeah, you know, doing dancing guys doing doing and thing. then boom makes a perfect pass and sets up a chance. Like that's what Quinn Hughes can do.
1: Keeps plays, alive, keeps plays alive and he just continues to make the game flow towards you know whatever direction he wants wants it to be and it's it's great to see because that second period was not looking good at all it came out of nowhere that wave of production it literally came out of nowhere nowhere
0: and this game was on the verge of getting very out of hand i think when it was 3-1 and you know a lot of it does have to do jacob marks are making just a ton of great saves to keep it at 3-1 and give the Canucks a chance. And shout out to JT Miller. Getting that greasy goal.
1: Greasy. To make it
0: 3-2. And that seemed greasy. like what the team needed. And after that, the team realized, hey, we can hang with these guys. Because before then, the, the Blues were dominating 5-on-5. Five five. It was starting to look a lot like game four. Where the Blues controlled 5-on-5. Five five. And before that, you know, I tweeted this out during the game. That it just looked like when Ryan O'Reilly hopped over the boards in that first <laughs> half of the game. The Canucks just gave up. they like, all right. These guys are going to have the puck for a minute in the offensive zone, and hopefully we don't score, but we just get off
1: the ice. No, 100%. 100%. And then, a it,
0: you know, some, uh, flips, uh, uh, a switch flipped right after that, pretty much after that JT Miller goal, and you were seeing Pedersen and, and yes. Miller ham O'Reilly, and that was so important. That's what I wanted to see before the game was Pedersen go up against O'Reilly, match your best center against their best center, and see what happens.
1: Yeah, 100%, 100%, and I would just love to see or understand the the fancy stats today because I think if you looked at what those two did in that second period, it would have been it would have been something to 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 see on the charts. Cause cause they were all over the place in the second half of that second, and that's when the Canucks won this game. Yes, they won game five. Somehow, some way it happened. Well, I guess you could say it happened because of the recipe. We talked about Petterson, we talked about Hughes, and before that, we talked about talked about Jacob Marstrom. The the team needs to sign him. They they, they really do and not maybe put all their, all their faith into Dr. Demko. Maybe we'll talk to Chris Faber about it. Maybe we'll we'll ask him. Who knows where these conversations go? I, I don't know what I'm going to talk to. Yeah, we barely Bayley talked about. about the game with J.D. Yeah, Burke. I, I don't so want to talk about the game with Faber. We might. We, we Maybe. maybe, we, maybe nah, not. Who knows? Who knows? You're listening to Sippin' on a 40. This is Chris Faber. Yeah, Vancouver. Love your life, baby. Love your life. Let's go. All right, okay. We got the man himself. In fact, I'll say this, man. I, I straight up believe that every single hockey podcast out of Vancouver has to give a percentage of their income to Chris Faber. We got Chris Faber on the program. <laughs> How's it going, bro?
2: Doing good, man. Sorry, they're just playing highlights on my side. Uh, I can't yo, look we're, <laughs> we're, talking about, we're
1: talking to the biggest fan we know, man. Straight up, we got Chris Faber on the program, and, and I'll say it again. Again, I think 99% or if not all of – Vancouver hockey podcast need to give you a percentage. Yes. You a percentage
2: of their income based on the podcast. Yeah. Maybe all the new ones in the past year so. I know that I've had a lot of them uh, as guests on the show and some of them have been giving shout outs, you know, saying that uh, they enjoyed their time in the Canucks conversation in its original form before I brought quads on. And uh, you know, it, it was a lot of fun, man. You go to meet a lot of people and you know, it's so cool to see people tweeting. And then when you actually hear their voices, that was the idea behind the show, man. And it was awesome. You know, hear these people chat and, you know, even the off-air stuff. You know, you hear about people what it's like being a fan in in Calgary or Toronto or Australia. People across the pond, like that, was so much fun uh, just to meet like so much of Canucks Nation from Twitter uh, through the podcast.
0: Yeah, and did I hear it's a little trouble in paradise? You're not loving it with with Condrelli? Is that Ooh. is that what I'm hearing? Is that what you hearing? Trouble in paradise?
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, I like to pick fun at Quads. He's uh, he's 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 partying right now, man. He's partying hard right now. Uh, he's up uh, on an undisclosed location. I can't give it away, but uh, he's on a cabin that like, is facing out on a beautiful cliff. He's got the ocean all set up in front of him. Uh, I gave him some alcohol advice on the Patreon episode lately because the guy doesn't know what to drink. So I wanted to start him off with something simple. He's going right in with Crown Apple and 7-Up, and he is loving it right off the bat. Oh, oh, that's and that's hardcore right and off he the just bat.
1: this game. Yeah, so and, he's having a good time tonight. And he's host of one of the biggest podcasts in the city. This guy's, this guy's on cloud nine right now. Quadfather. Having a great time on this Wednesday. Speaking of great times, you know, again, you've been talking about hockey for a while now, and you've made it public for, you know, 16 to 18 months. How, how different does this feel where you're kind of covering a team that's playing meaningful games? Like, what have you experienced? And we, we kind of asked this to uh, JD on the last episode. Since you're doing more in the media realm, have you been less of a fan? Or, or, or do these, ge- these games still feel the same for you?
2: man yeah it's uh it's a little bit more like you know the losses the losses sing a little bit more because you're having to put out content about it but um you know that's something that i'm trying to do different in media like i don't want to be a fan but you know like and I'm not going to be cheering from the press box when they score. But, man, you know, my brain's going nuts when the Canucks score a goal. Even if I'm in the press box, you know, if I'm watching games, I'm writing about hockey. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I love this Canucks team. man. I want to see them win. I want to see them go to a Stanley Cup. I want to, you know, see that happen before I die. And I think if that's, like, one of the biggest things that can, you know, be something that I can celebrate more than anything in my life right now, like, yeah, even though I'm, I'm trying to get into media and trying to make this thing happen and stuff, it's, you know, I, I know I can't be super, super fan about this team, but, I, you know, it's hard to hide it after being one for, you know, 25 years of my life here.
0: Faber, I thought you were going to say the classic Big J journalist thing where you don't cheer for teams, you cheer for storylines. I'm
2: glad you're still
0: sort of a, a sort of a fan.
1: Well, why not, man? I appreciate
0: you being honest about it.
1: Why not? The, the biggest sports podcaster in the world is Bill Simmons, and this guy's a diehard Patriots fan, a diehard yeah, he's you know, aggressively pro-Boston. Aggressively, aggressively. And it's uh, it's different. It's unique. And I think Faber taught us, you know, it's about connecting to the people. And he's been doing that for a long time. You really have, man. Done a lot for the community, yeah. man. Straight up, straight up. Shout out to Chris Faber on sipping on a 40. We talked about this earlier uh, on the intro here. Uh, the Canucks need to do whatever it takes to sign Jacob Markstrom, right? I, I know we're, we're living in an era where you don't, don't want to spend a lot on a goalie, but this team, the way that, the way it's built, the way they're cap, they're in cap hell. They really need to keep one of the best players in the league on their team.
2: Man, he's uh, he's MVP tonight for me. He's a top performer for the Vancouver Canucks. You know, three goals on twenty one shots. You start to wonder, oh man, is, is Marston going to have one of these bad nights like we saw against Minnesota? And then straight up slams the door shut. Seventeen straight saves for this guy. Uh, he's the most valuable player on this Canucks team. I know a lot of people argue oh. against that. I believed it all season long. He was the MVP. He showed it in tonight's game. You know when this team was just starting to to wear down because we saw a big momentum shift. You know straight up the, the Canucks took over in that second period, and I think they they started it in the first. But then having those two quick goals from the Blues late in the first period, it was like you know the Canucks needed momentum, and then it seemed like they might have lost a little bit. You know they went mm-hmm. into defense mode, and when they go into defense mode, the best player for this Canucks team is Jacob Markstrom, and you know protecting a lead. Like, don't get me wrong. They brought in Jay Beagle and they brought in, like, Louis Erickson. These guys are supposed to protect leads, but nobody does it like Marky, man. Uh, he's the best guy to protect the lead for the Vancouver Canucks. He's their MVP throughout the season and throughout these playoffs, man. Every single game, I think he's been great.
0: Faber, what are your thoughts on the Canucks five on five play tonight? Because I thought it was definitely a lot better. And even from half, like, first half of the game, back half of the game, it was totally different. You know, that first half of the game, anytime Ryan O'Reilly hopped over the boards, it just looked like the Canucks gave up. And they're just like, okay, well, Ryan O'Reilly's going to take over, and then we got to we got to hold this guy off, and then regroup afterwards. But it seemed like somewhere after that three-one goal, Marks made some big saves. The Canucks played a lot better five-on-five five and kind of and kind of stemmed the tide a bit that way.
2: Yeah, you know, like I got the numbers in front of me right now because I was just reading. Okay, the post- read them. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just I'm looking at Ryan O'Reilly and I see 51 percent on the Corsi. Yeah, I'm just thinking like like give it a clap yeah. for that man like 51 percent. like we saw this guy putting up close to 90 percent in some of these games like 80 percent control of the possession and if you can limit that Ryan O'Reilly line and, and you touched on it man like like Bonnie you were bang on with that the second half the way that they played this guy even just watching a guy like Brock Besser defend this guy like you saw an effort out of Brock Besser defensively uh and not even defensively I guess like just protecting the puck in the offensive zone in a different way and being on the forecheck stronger like that was something that I've seen from Brock Besser in the third period that impressed the hell out of me. And that's what Travis Green went with. Like it felt like he split the periods up into different games, right? Like first, first period, he's rolling with these different lines that he kind of started the game with. He had Miller playing with Horvat second period. He's like, you know what? We're down. Let's get this team going. We need some offense. Let's throw Jake. Back up there with Miller and Pedersen. That line rolls through the second period. Obviously, puts up a couple goals at five on five, which is huge for this team. They need that even strength scoring. And then you get to the third period, and it's like, you know what? Right back to what they did in games one and two. Let's put the insurance line back together. Let's put the Lotto line back together. And then you even see Jake for getting getting shifts in the third period. Man, playing with Jay Beagle, and you you look at them, and you're like, this is this that moment. Like throughout the season, you would see Travis Green put Brandon Sutter on a line with Jay Beagle and Tyler Mott, and that would be it, right? That's how the third period would roll. But Travis Green was loving Jake Furtanen's game so much that he plays him in a one-goal game above Brandon Sutter, who's supposed to be a defensive monster for this Vancouver Canucks team. But Travis Green has enough trust in Jake Furtanen, who, by the way, best Corsi in this game. Jake Furtanen, baby. Playoff Jake. (laughs) I love it. Oh, man. Oh, man. You guys are
1: making me want to read that book, Stat Shot. I still haven't really picked it up. Oh, I've read it, I and I still it to, haven't really absorbed that I brought that much. it to Columbia for some reason. Thought I was going to get through an analytical study on the game of hockey while I'm in Columbia. Was not the case, but man, uh, that, that Corsi talk got me going. Jake led the led the whole game in Corsi percentage? What? 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 The, what a game. What a bizarre game. How... How did that happen? You know, second period, 3-1, we're going down, and I'm just thinking about Cap Hell. Cap Hell. And in 10 minutes, woo-hoo! That's Vancouver, <laughs> baby. That's Vancouver, baby. But enough hockey talk, okay? Enough hockey talk. Yeah. This is sipping on a 40. We got Faber with us. I've noticed that you've been going to Pasta a Moray. A lot more right? amore. Okay, you've been going there a lot. And let's say, you know, Kyle Baum picks up the picks up the phone, downloads Tinder, gets a date. Right away, and I'm bringing her to the spot. What what am I ordering for her? Because uh, you know, I'm am gonna let her know that I know what's good. What am I ordering for her?
2: Man, I uh, funny thing is, I was just there, right? You probably that, yeah. Probably that's the why, I'm that's why I'm asking. That's why I'm asking. So uh, I took the girlfriend there, and and man, one of the favorite things that that I have now with having a girlfriend, like we've been dating for a little while now, it's a lot of fun. But one of the favorite things I do is when we go to restaurants and we see other couples on first dates, right? So we're sitting there outside more, and we see this couple on a first date behind us, and and both of them order fish uh, in their meal. Like they get the clam or seafood, I guess. They get like the clams and the prawns. And I was like, bro, you don't want that kind of breath going into a first Uh-ha! date. <laughs> rookie, rookie move, rookie move. Go away from the seafood. I know Bondi, Bondi, no, he's smarter than that. He <laughs> would be going to yeah, first date rookie move. clams and, well, maybe later, later in the date, maybe. But uh, <laughs> he, he's going other. there. He's getting no seafood. You got to go with something simple, man. You have the pasta, you have the meatballs, and you start with the focaccia bread. You get some olive oil, a little balsamic in there. Parmesan is what I go with. Quads is too Italian. He won't put the Parmesan on his focaccia bread. Ooh. Yeah, that's so not, that's that I, yeah. Like, He got me introduced to olive oil. Get that olive oil on Yeah. It? And that works? Olive, yeah,
0: olive oil is good. I've never heard anyone putting Parmesan
2: cheese on focaccia bread, but, you know, that you do you. White for that. Like, I'm not Italian enough to pull that move off. I still love my Parmesan, man.
1: Man, you know we're right by that place, and I yeah. still haven't gone once. I, yeah,
0: I like the pizza. I like the pizza they have with uh, the prosciutto and arugula. That's that's my favorite. But I, 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 we don't have that Canucks Convo money quite oh, yet. Like man, not can't, yet, we can't we can't go there quite not often. Yet,
1: not yet. We we can go to a Shoppers, grab a couple bags of chips though. Yeah, <laughs> that gets the job done, man. It is what it is. Canucks Convo doing doing its thing, and also Canucks Army. You've been doing a lot lot of work for them. And one tweet that you just put out really caught my eye and I need some advice too is um it's just on writing like you've been able to to bang out if you just posted the one that you were working on 22 in the last 20 days something around that that number uh how do you do it give me some advice because I just hit blocks and and just kind of lack the motivation or just lack the formula to get a piece done
2: man like uh it's funny because I, like before I put that tweet out I was thinking I was like well I got a cap right now at Canucks army right like they they brought me on as their senior writer. They want me to put out a ton of articles, uh, but they said you can put out 24 articles a month. Uh, so I hit my cap uh, already. Cause I have a 24th one in the, in the hopper right now, I guess. And yeah, the 23rd one was my post game tonight. So yeah, I'll have 24. I'm hitting my cap already. So uh, you might see, uh, see me on daily hive here pretty soon or something. Ooh, but uh, yeah, just, dang, to get the takeover going, begins. Just That's say, it. just say, talk to my bosses at Canucks army about it. But you know, hey. I, it was a, uh, it's, it's been a lot of fun. And, and, man, some sometimes, like, you just get motivated, right? Like, you got to find little things that motivate you. Like, hell, I was watching that Netflix show, uh, Last Chance You Last Night or the other night. Oh, great was, show. Great was, show. Yeah. The newest season just drops. So I'm watching season five. I'm seeing these guys playing university football, like, living in their cars with kids, you know, and stuff and what they're going through. And I'm just sitting here in my room and I'm like, man, I'm sitting on my couch, you know, doing nothing right now, watching Netflix. Like, And these guys are busting their ass, sleeping in their cars, trying to uh, like get better themselves and like why can't i just take a little bit of the mentality so netflix fired me up the other night uh dave's off on vacation right now and that dude deserves a vacation heart he's editing every single article uh needs to edit more canucks combo episodes but we can get to that later
0: Uh, okay okay you've heard it first trouble in paradise
2: Trouble in paradise for sure. No, he's 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 having a good time in paradise right now. Hey, Actually, I know where hey. he's at. Okay. Uh, I vacationed in a spot that he's at a couple times uh, in the past few years. I know he's having a good time. But there you go, uh, there you go. yeah, like you just got to find the motivation, man. And it, it's tough because it's like you know how many articles can you bust out about you know Elias Patterson and Quinn Hughes? You got to attack gotta it from yourself. different angles. Like the other day, I wrote an article about Quinn Hughes, Elias Patterson that was just like I didn't want to include any quotes. I didn't want to include any statistics i did not want to include any video any tweets nothing i just like straight up felt like Opinion i'm gonna piece. write like an emotional article the way that i feel straight up the way that i would say it on a podcast cool. and you know i put out that article i got a lot of people in the comments telling me it's hack journalism probably because it was man like that's just how i was feeling at the time and i was like you know what i'm gonna throw this out in an article so i think right now in the past little bit i've just been learning to kind of do different stuff uh, i've been able to lean on a lot of guys that, you know that are writers in this market patrick johnson's a huge help uh thomas drance as well like these guys You know, Drance, I remember when he came and spoke at our BCIT class, he mentioned that he was doing about, you know, two articles, two and a half articles a day, you know, when he was at Canucks Army because he wanted the site to grow so nuts. And he was kind of explaining like, you know, he he was proud of every single article that he put out, even when he's putting out 70 articles a month. He wanted to make sure that he was proud of every single one. And that's what I've been trying to do with mine lately, because, uh, you know, it's not like they're telling me that I have to hit a quota. But, like, I want to just keep going with this stuff. I want to make this happen, and, you know, it's not going to happen without hard work. So uh, it's been a great last month here uh, ever since I've been promoted at Canucks Army. So just trying to keep the, keep riding that hot wave, man.
1: No, that's beautiful, yeah. man, and that's beautiful. I think, you know, people are going to listen to that and, and be motivated because it, it just happened to me. Like, to, to, to see that, you know, you you think that you need to work harder, you know what I'm saying? You know, you're watching a Netflix documentary and this guy, Chris Faber, Canucks Conversation, Canucks Army is telling himself that I need to work harder. What? You work hard. But but you're obviously on a you're on a path right now, man. And uh, you're on you're unstoppable right now. Just keep going, man. Keep going. Like you're finding little hacks like that. And again, on top of doing all, everything that you're doing, you're you're gonna go far, man, and you're really motivating a, a lot of us a lot of us here. And and we just had JD on, and this guy's doing remarkable things in his career. And he was talking about how he's staying up till 3 a.m on that same day getting some stuff done so the work is really never done i guess
2: well that's funny that you mentioned jake uh jd staying up till three i i took a nap today so i can wake up at three we got a pod coles game uh at 3 a.m today so i gotta have the article done by 7 oh, a.m oh. So that's gonna be posted by nine and then we got triampkin at eight o'clock uh right after that so it's gonna be a tough uh finish man. this interview see if i can get three hours of sleep and then uh yeah, napping is probably the biggest tip I can give to people. Like napping's dope, man. Go get your naps in uh, if you have the have the ability to do it. Now that I've switched to being, you know, into sports full time, there's a lot of a lot of work being done between 11 p.m. And, and 4 a.m. I've noticed. So uh, my girlfriend hates that, but man, I love naps. So I'm riding with the naps right now.
1: That's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. What a story. And we've already taken enough of your time. And this is the, actually the longest episode we we've recorded. But it, that was a. Uh, That was important, man. I'm glad I heard that, and uh, best of luck with everything you're doing, bro. Straight up, straight up, Yes, absolutely.
2: Thanks, boys. Yeah, BCIT gets going for school uh, in about three weeks here, so that's going to be even more fun to get everything going. You know, we're not going to be on campus, unfortunately, with uh, COVID stuff going on, but uh, Dave and I are jumping right into the program, and, uh, you know, I think our content's just going to get better from here, so I'm excited to see what happens after a little bit of teaching here.
0: So uh, fellow students should be taking lessons from you in quads. When you, when you go to BCIT, man, like, that's that's wild. The hustle, you're going to be, man, yeah, you're going to be, like, people who are trying to get in, and you and quads have already set man, up, like, a quite a good path for yourselves.
1: I know, and it's crazy, because we could get into, like, how these two would be open to helping out, too, which is so crazy. Like, it's the most remarkable thing about this oh, yeah. market and the hockey community here. We know there's not a lot of jobs out there, but everyone is helping each other out, which is, which is, uh, man, it's kind of... It's just really heartwarming. It really is. But, again, we'll, we'll get into that uh, another time. Another time. We got to get out of here, okay? Sipping on a 40 post-game show. We got to get this up for the people. We got to get this up for the people in Vancouver. Faber, thanks again. Bonnie, thank you. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch you on the other side. Thank you. Thank you to Chris Faber for hopping on, sipping on a 40. host a Canucks conversation and so much more. I keep saying that, you know, uh, people in this community, they're, they're doing one thing and they're doing another. Absolutely. And, and Faber's doing a lot. I, I think I saw something. I, out about him writing over 21 articles in, in the last 18 days.
0: Guys grinding. Guys grinding.
1: Guys grinding. The,
0: the podfather, as I called him Ooh. on the, on when I had him on Power of the Towel. The pod father.
1: I, I thought you called, oh, you did call Faber I, that first. Yeah. Quadrelli it, should take that in.
0: No, and then I called Quads the quad father.
1: Oh, damn. You got the the pod father fa- and the quad Yeah. That, was okay. that not, was that not like okay. a good duo name? You know I what? thought it was pretty solid. Fa- Faber's going to Pasta Amore. 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 A lot. So, i think yeah. he's you know embracing it, it's that talent, canucks, italian it look, culture it's that canucks convo money like they can afford oh, past them more yeah true 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 i know i know we haven't got there yet they got the patreon set up we haven't got there yet but hey they <laughs> got that parallel 49 spot Ooh, he's getting beer he's getting beer are we buying beer cronenberg yeah. I, I think we're drinking cronenberg for the for the rest of it i guess i th- we have to i'm gonna be wearing this same
0: shirt and hat combo right now i'm wearing a uh, a tennessee volunteers shout out the tennessee volunteers okay okay uh college football shirt and uh, old school Canucks hat. Yeah, you, so that's what we're
1: rocking. You look like you work at Jersey City. And seemed, you, you said you worked there. It was it? Yeah. it seemed no, like a pretty good Yeah, it seems yeah. like a pretty good gig, gig right, <laughs> dude? That was the best job, the best job. You literally sat there and watched sports. Yeah. And when I say sat there, I know you're working at the mall, but I sat <laughs> and watched sports. It was great. It was great. Shout out to Jersey. You're probably City. got a sick discount on jerseys oh, as my well. Goodness gracious. Oh my goodness gracious, man! What a time. I would have pimped out alive. on basketball jerseys. That's oh, what I would Oh man. Done. Oh man, you would have started selling. Mm-hmm. oh damn damn that would have been something I, I never thought like that man I never thought mm-hmm. like that never did I don't think I ever will you're listening to sipping on a 40 year Canucks once again one game five and we talked about the the best players on the team the recipe makers we didn't we did not include Tater Tot Mott Tyler Mott but the dude probably scored one of the nicer goals in the NHL playoffs so far and, and the dude also also led elliot friedman to learn about nux misconduct it Wait. happened we won we won i encourage I, incur- I encourage everyone to go on the
0: Nux misconduct twitter account go to the original tater tot Mott tweet. It's the, it has a it has a little gif of tater tots and Great look good. who liked it oh man elliot friedman Dude, all right it's a, the, the nickname Tater tot mot for anyone doubting is officially elliot friedman approved
1: oh and it's uh like this is this is going to go down as the biggest moment in nux misconduct history 100%. That,
0: but this game is also going down as the tater Tot mock game.
1: Yes, it is. It it's is. officially
0: the tater Tot mock game. He scored a filthy, shorthanded goal to open the scoring, undressed the defenseman, Vince Dunn, I believe, or Petrangelo, don't remember which one. Yeah. And then That's had true. a and then had a breakaway and just sniped it. Past Jake he, Allen. He,
1: he, he undressed Peter Angelo or Petrangelo. Petrangelo, yeah. And he just got him good. Even though he didn't have a stick, he got him, he got him really good. He did him dirty, bro. I felt bad. Peter Angelo. this guy's a UFA too. They got to show that in the film now. That was mean. That was mean. And, and Mott, uh, we we've been talking about the cap a lot on this episode. He he's probably going to be a casualty. He he may not be back next year, honestly and yeah, speaking.
0: And that sucks cuz he's he's had a very good season. He's better than season. Beagle. He's Definitely. better than Eriksson. Yeah. And he's
1: better than Sutter. Let's be real. Oh, 100%. That's a lot of money, bro. That's a lot of money, and that's going to be there next year. Yeah, exactly. And that's another reason why.
0: I've made the joke before. The the buyout line. The buyout line. Oh, man.
1: It's gross. It's nasty. It's another reason why this team needs to sign Jacob Markstrom. Make sure he's there next year. Make sure he's there next year. Because this team is nowhere near where they are right now without him. And they're not even in this game without him. We saw what happened after three one. Those are real good saves. Ten out of ten saves. Video game saves. And Jacob Markstrom's been doing this now. He's been doing this twenty months, twenty one months. This stretch of hockey he's playing, it's um, it's remarkable. He's he's one of the best goalies in the NHL.
0: Yeah, like look, we've already talked about Jacob Markstrom. Let's yeah. talk about Jake Virtanen. Playoff mm-hmm, Jake
1: mm-hmm. showed up tonight. Okay. And hey,
0: I've been shitting on yeah, Jake tell Vertanen. You said. you said you're I, done. I said and I I wrote this article today. This this afternoon I wrote my weekly blog, Dude, where's my towel for the Next Wisconsin website. And I and I said I'm done with Jake Vertanen. And I called him what Bill Belichick would call him, a jag. Just another guy, bang average, bottom six winger. He's got some deficiencies in this game, but he's got some traits that are going to keep him. He's an NHL for sure, but he's a bottom sixer. And he uh, bottom he, sixer, I love and he, it. And, he, and he shoved it up my hoop tonight. He's got a goal and an assist. Looked great on that line with Pedersen and Miller. Now I can argue that he was playing with Pedersen and Miller, so he's obviously going to nah, look a lot nah, better. Nah. But wait,
1: nah. playoff Jake showed up. He showed up. No, he did. He Twelve did. minutes of ice time and a goal and assist. That's pretty good. It was that period. It was that section of five minutes where he was he was really good. That's what it was. And it worked though. It worked. It worked. Show up for five minutes, contribute. Heavily on two goals. And that was the the, the swing of the game. It, again, what happened in the second period came out of nowhere. And and that's sports. That's sports for you. Mm-hmm. The Canucks are up 3-2. You want to say one more thing? Yeah.
0: Take a guess as to who played the least amount tonight.
1: Damn, that's a good question. I'm going to have to say either Adam Godet or Roussel.
0: Both of them played seven minutes tonight.
1: They're at the bottom? They're at the bottom. Yeah, you barely saw them. And the game was 3-1 at one point, you know? And then the game was 4-3. You know what I'm saying? The the formula for those two to get ice time around that time wasn't there. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't there. Yet they won with Gaudette in the lineup. And uh, he's probably going to be back. Who knows if Tyler Toffoli will be back? Who knows if Edler's playing? If Edler's out of the lineup, oh, man, oh, man. You thought Jacob Marstrom was good today? He's going to have to be... He's going to have to put on the best goaltending performance in NHL history.
0: <laughs> he's going to have to he's gonna have to break his Corpus Hallos recently. In regulation. And yeah, he's yeah. going to have to make like 90 saves in regulation. But, you know. He could do it. And look, there's rumors that Tyler Myers could be back for game six. I was listening to, I believe, John Abbott on TSN 1040 on the way over here. He's saying that. Uh,
1: oh, you're hearing it first here. He, he he's, first. He's essentially
0: said that if the Canucks were down 3-2. They would risk maybe tyler DeFoley coming back so in that situation i don't think he'll be in for game six but if it goes to the seventh game i think tyler to is going to be like you know what fuck it yeah i'm oh, coming in for a game seven okay
1: you know what I, I, I gotta i gotta jump in here man i gotta you know what you're the right person you're the right person for this because you warned us about this early you know you you were you're were trying to teach us lessons that would, that would help the family out early yeah, this is this is Surrey. This is courtesy of Rumnik Johal. <laughs> Keep it on the streets. Is that Scott Road? And I can't see the I, I can see the video. I, I don't know if I see a lot of masks out there. But yo, just yo, m- my message to the city. I love the city. I love Surrey. I love the pride. I've said it already, man. That the best Canucks fans are in Surrey. But um, let's just uh You know. Pandemic season, you don't. I don't think you got to hit the streets.
2: I hey, think you. This guy, is a
1: I big, think, this is a big Canucks win. And if you are, you better be wearing a mask. And yeah. And also, it's twenty twenty. It's pandemic season. Don't hit the streets. Don't hit the streets. It's a, it's don't hit the streets. And if you if you do if you absolutely have to, maybe you know wear a mask and
0: bring some hand sanitizer.
1: And just don't go. Yeah, I don't see. You it. know what? I this is what I would do. I, I would recommend that they would um, just deck their cars out. And I'm not saying they drive recklessly on the streets, you know. But show your pride there. Drive some slow. Drive slow. Sorry. And honk those horns. Sorry, I'm just I'm just gonna pull up the video. Oh, I see the video. Okay, yeah, I'll watch re- it after this. Okay. I don't know, man. It's just uh, from what we've seen. Can you in blame the past, them? The, the passion just overwhelms. No, I can blame them. I can I, you blame you them. Know, it's, like, uh, it's the first round. It's the Fugazi Cup in, in some sense. It really is. It really is. People are passionate. I man. get like the pe- passion, but, yo, it's not the right time right now to be doing this. And it's also coming from a fan base that has already burned their city down twice. This is not a good look, burned but the it's city passion. Down twice
0: and then spread a deadly, novel coronavirus around. Can you imagine hey. if there's an outbreak of COVID because of Scott Road?
1: It, the bad publicity that would get? and uh, Exactly. Exactly, and I love my city. I love the passion. Once again, I'm not trying to fucking moonwalk out of this situation because Surrey's gonna come after me now. I'm not trying to do that. But yo, 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 pandemic season, Fugazi Cup. I love the passion, the biggest fans in Surrey.
0: What happens if the Canucks make the Stanley Cup final?
1: No, just no, just dude, 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 dude no, 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 no. It's all good. It's all good. You know, if we're if we're angry at those going to wreck Beach or whatever, or whatever beast they're at, playing drums or whatever. This is this is similar, yo, and it's after a hockey game, and come on, come on, not not uh, now. Hey, and just, I love I'm Surrey, playing Devils yo. Africa here. I see
0: about a 16th of the people from Wreck Breach on this corner.
1: Yeah, 100%. Uh-huh, 100%. Uh, we're not talking about those numbers yet, but don't you think it, it could get there? Yo, Suri, you know what? You know what? We'll talk about this on- We'll You're a about big Surrey guy. I I'm a you, huge Surrey I guy. I you love it. Like, let's go. Let's go celebrate on Scott Road. I, I just said I love this. What I meant by that is I love the passion. I really do. I love how the best Canucks fans are in Surrey. For some reason, for some reason, for some reason, they show it with pride. There, there are more car flags in Surrey than there are anywhere else here. I know it. I know it. But again, come on. COVID numbers are going up too. So it's just it's just not right. It's not smart. Show your passion another way. Okay. 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 All right, that was sipping on a 40 game 6 this Friday. I'll be Wow, l- listen to this. I'll be in Calgary. You're
0: going to be in enemy territory.
1: I'll be in enemy territory and I just told all these people that <laughs> Yeah. And I'm going to another province. All right, just so uh,
0: just you can just disregard everything Kyle just said.
1: But that's what you get with an honest person and an honest podcast. Absolutely. Straight up, straight up. That was Kyle Bound. Hey, Nick Bondi's an honest person too. Go check out that conversation with Samantha from the broadcast and Area 51 and so much more. Again, Game 6 is Friday. Your Canucks. They have a chance. They have a chance to move on. Have a good morning, a good afternoon, a good night. Don't know when you're listening to this, but we, yes, we appreciate it. Peace.